Well, good morning. We're glad that you're here today. Pray that you've had a, a, a tremendous time this morning and great time of fellowship and spending time in God's Word. And uh, what a blessing it is to be able to do that, to come and, and worship freely in a place like this and just to, to lift up God's name in worship today. If you're a visitor here with us today, we're glad you're here. Uh, if, you've, uh, if, you're, if you are a guest with us, I pray that you filled out a, a visitor's card or, or our tablet uh, for your additional information and gotten your, uh, your gift packet this morning. If you're watching online, please uh, let us know. Uh, let us know that you're watching. If you're a visitor, let us know that too. We'd love to connect with you and, and just to minister to you in some way. Uh, as far as announcements this morning, our car show is next week, next, Sunday from, I mean, next Saturday from uh, 9 to 2. Uh, but we need some cakes, and I know y'all are some great bakers, okay? And so we need some cakes to, uh, for the cakewalk, to serve, uh, whatever. So they are, there are sign-up sheets at the front and the back, I think. Uh, put your name down for that. Uh, if you forget today, uh, call Noah, and he will, uh, he will put you down. And if you don't call him, he might call you. So go ahead and get, in, get ahead of the game there, because... Uh, it's going to be a, a great day and a great, uh, great event. Come out. So, uh, you'll see some, some beautiful cars for sure. A good time of fellowship as well. Also, the Church Without Walls, uh, you see in your bulletin, that's June 2nd and 3rd, information on there. If you would sign up for that, there's sign-up sheets out here on the information table as well, uh, just so we can have a number of folks that are going to be there and... and uh, you can spend a night, or you don't have to spend a night. Uh, but either way, if you can sign up, that would be great. And also, there are some handouts uh, for today, for today's message as well, too, just in the front and the back uh, to help you. Uh, there's going to be a lot of scripture today, okay? And so this will help you uh, follow along with that and uh, refer back to it in the days ahead. So with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we worship him. Father God, we do praise your holy name today. Father, we come before you today because you are God. Because you are our Savior. Because you are worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise. And so, Father, today we, we surrender this time to you. And God, we ask that you would take away any distractions that we might have so that our total focus can be upon you this morning. Lord, forgive us when we fail you. Forgive us even in this moment, in this hour, when our mind drifts, where our thoughts go, where they shouldn't go. But Lord, keep our eyes upon you. Keep our hearts open to receive your word. For our life. For you are an amazing God. And so Father we know that today. That every blessing that we have. Comes from you. And we give you thanks for that today. And so God hear our prayers this morning. And God we know that your word says. That you hear our prayers. And you will answer our prayers. And God with that. We say thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. i 
Green Bay Packers' first day of training camp in 1961. Their previous season, they had, they had lost in the championship game to the, to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, but, but now it was a new year. They had greater expectations. And so the 38-man the team had, had gathered expecting bigger and better and smarter and more uh, elaborate plays, tricky plays to be installed. But their head coach, their new head coach, Vince Lombardi, he had other plans. He got the team together. 
And he held up a football and said, Gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> you know, that iconic story is, is about the importance of fundamentals. Not just in sports, but in everything in life. Be it your job, your school, whatever it is. And also in your faith. The fundamentals, the, the basics. And that's where we're going today. In our, as we continue our, our B-series uh, today, today's message is to, to getting back to the basics, be, getting back to the fundamentals of, of our faith, and that is being a person of prayer. But what is prayer? Many people's first response would say, praying is us talking to God. And, and that's, that, that's right, but maybe a more accurate definition would be us talking with God. Not just talking to God, but talking with God. It's a, it's a two-way conversation. And I think a lot of times when we come into our time of prayer, it's about talking to God. Telling God my problems. Telling God my needs, my wants, my desires. And we leave out that time where we allow God to, to speak back to us. Arthur, uh, author uh, Warren Wearsby sums it up this way about prayer and the purpose of prayer. He says, The immediate purpose of prayer is, to, is the accomplishing of God's will on earth. The immediate purpose of prayer is the accomplishing of God's will on earth. The ultimate purpose of prayer is the eternal glory of God. The eternal glory of God. And so prayer is, is, is our soul connecting with an eternal, almighty God. It's our primary way of, of communicating to God our emotions and our desires. And, and more than that, it's our time just to spend with God and experience His presence. And when we do that, when we spend time with God, there are a number of, of spiritual benefits that come with that. Number one is we strengthen and build our relationship with God. The more time we spend with God, the better we know Him, and the more we know what He wants from us and what He wants to do with us. Number two, it transforms our life when we completely surrender to God. And God uses prayer to, to transform us into His likeness. His voice becomes clearer the more we pray. That still small voice, it's more easy to it's easier to, to recognize when we're familiar with it. Jesus said, I know my sheep and my sheep know my voice. And when we're in tune to his voice, we can hear who it is that's speaking to us. It's him, it's not the world. Our faith is deepened when we have a, a greater dependence upon God. It strengthens our faith. Think about this. As God answers our prayers and we see Him working in our life, our faith grows, doesn't it? We believe more and more in Him. And at that point, our eyes are opened up where we're seeing Him working in our life. We're seeing Him working around us. And that enables us to go to work with Him, to partner with Him. But make no mistake about it, God is no magical genie in a bottle that we just uh, make our wishes over and, 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 or it's a tool that we try to get what we want. God doesn't work like that. That's not the, not the way God works. You see, prayer is, 
is probably more about what God can get out of us than what we can get out of God. It's through, it's through that time of prayer that we, that we worship Him, that we get to know Him, that we get to understand Him. We surrender ourselves and allow God to transform us. And so in essence, the, the depth of our prayer life is directly cor correlated with our relationship with Christ. The deeper our prayer life, the deeper our relationship is. You think about this, when you, when, when, when you look at, at Jesus and you look at His life and you look at His prayer ministry, how did He pray? In a bunch of different ways. He, he prayed for Himself. He prayed for others. He prayed for His circumstances. He prayed for, for fellowship with, with the Father. He prayed not for His will to be done, but for whose? For God's will to be done. And He prayed to glorify the Father. In the end, He prayed to glorify the, God, the Father. And I'll be honest with you, some of my prayers aren't, sometimes my prayers are selfish. <laughs> what about you? Sometimes our prayers are like, God, I want this and I want it now. God, I need this and I need it now. Y'all ever been there? Because a lot of times what's going in our life captivates us so much that we or maybe it's just pride. That we want what we want instead of what God wants. We see here that Jesus, yes, He prayed for Himself, but He prayed for others in circumstances, and we need to pray for ourselves. We're going to look at that in a minute. As we saw Wednesday evening, we did a, 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 a message on, on prayer in the early church. And we saw then that there was nothing that the early church didn't pray about in their life. Okay, so you go back and look at Jesus' life, and that's what they were modeling it from. So we look at the life of Jesus, we look at the early church, and we see that, that they prayed about everything and anything, all the time and any time. There was nothing that, that they didn't pray about, and there's nothing we shouldn't pray about. We should pray in private. We should pray corporately. We should pray about every circumstance in life, every decision. Folks, if it concerns you, it concerns God. If it's a weight on your heart, God wants to know about it. God wants you to share it with Him. If there's joy in your heart, God wants to celebrate with you. And so when we come to prayer, we don't think about prayer as being a a mandatory meeting, you know, like in-school suspension or something, or, you know, that you got to go to. But it's something that we get to go to, something that we, that we get to do. We get to visit with God. We get to build our relationship with God. In John chapter 17, verse 3, most of these verses are, are on the handout this morning, uh, so you can follow along there or pick it up afterwards. But John chapter 17, verse 3, it says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, 
that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. We get, we get to meet. We get to visit with the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Savior. We get to meet Him, meet with Him personally whenever we want to. Folks, how big is that? How grand is that? How awesome is that to be able to do that? Because God loves us so much that He wants to spend time with us. And not that we have to sketch, what if there are 8 billion people on the earth and we had to get in line and schedule a time to go talk with God? That wouldn't be too fun, would it? That would also show God's limit. His inability to, to meet all of our needs whenever, the, whenever they are. You see, we serve a sovereign God that is there at a breath or a thought away. But our prayer time needs to be a priority in our life. We see that, that Jesus made uninterrupted prayer time a, a priority in His life. And, and while Paul writes that we should pray all the time without ceasing, we're also to set aside that special time, a specific time, isolated time where we, where we tune out the things of the world where we're just with Him. Yes, we can be riding down the road, we can be in the garden, we can be in the shopping center, wherever, and praying and praying. We also see that, that Jesus set aside special time to meet with the Father. You see, we live in a world of, of instant gratification, don't we? We want it now. And like Burger King, we want it our way, and we want it now. You know, your, your inter internet wheel starts wheeling around and we get aggravated because it's not, it's not fast enough. Folks, we've made a, a God out of speed and, and convenience in our world today. And so the thought of slowing down and stepping back and stepping aside and meeting in, in, in quiet and silence with God is, is something to be valued. But in order to do that, that means we need to, you know, that, that ugly word nobody likes. There needs to be a, here it comes, y'all ready? There needs to be a, a commitment to prayer. There needs to be a commitment to prayer. We need to decide in our heart that we're going to set aside this time. We've got, we got to decide in our heart, this is important to me. This is going to change my spiritual life. And you might be saying, but Russ, I already have a special time. I already have a special place. I'm already praying. Folks, God wants more of us. He wants to, whatever level you're on, He wants to go a little bit deeper with you. He doesn't want us to stay where we are. He wants more and more. And in that time of prayer, it's not about us. It's about praying that God's will would be done in our life. 
And so that means seeing the circumstances that we're in through the lens of God. And the more we abide in Christ, the, the clearer that becomes. Let's take a look at, at several different types of prayers this morning. And, and, and when we look at that, we'll see that when we, when we put all those different kind of prayers together, we, we develop a very, a very powerful prayer life. Because I think a lot of times we get hung up on, on God, I want this. God, I need that. Or God, help them. or help. But if we look at, and there are more, there's five or six little subheadings there, but I want to look at five types of prayers this morning. And the one is, is pray, the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of praise. In Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5, a great example of a, of a prayer of praise. He says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Did that verse sound, did that passage sound familiar to anybody? Did anybody have to memorize that in like the third grade? I know none of you young people did because they won't let you do that anymore. But how many of you learned that in the third or fourth grade? You know, you had to get up and recite it or recite it with the, with the class. Folks, that's one of the problems with our world today. We've taken Scripture, we've taken God out of the schools. We've taken it out of the workplace. We've taken it practically out of everywhere. But, but here's a, a great prayer of, of praise and thanksgiving that the psalmist writes. In Psalm 50, verse 23, he says, Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. And to the, and to the blameless, I will show salvation. There are a number of different prayer of, uh, prayers of praise, especially in the Psalms. And that's just one of them. Prayer of confession, number two, prayer of confession. That's one we really don't like too much <laughs> because when we have to confess something, it, it, it means that we did something that wasn't right. You know, and, and we have to admit that we were wrong or did something bad and, and, and we don't like doing that, do we? It's just not in our... Makeup to admit when we're wrong, is it? But God says that we're all wrong. We're all sinful people. We have that sin in our heart. It's who we are. In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. We can't make it right. We can't make it good. We can't make it pure. And if all of our efforts, it's still going to be bad, ugly, and sinful, right? And then he goes on to say, who can understand this crazy thing in here? Who can understand the way our heart works with emotions and all that? That leads us to actions. And, and 1 John 1.10 tells us, if we say we're not a, we say we don't have sin, we're calling God a liar. 
which is a sin. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. See if there is any offensive way. See if there is any sin in my life. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Stand before the Lord and say, God, here I am. What is it in, what is it in my life yesterday, this last week? What was, it, what was it in my life this morning? What was it in my life today at church? The things that I thought? Things that I did? Things I didn't do? He said, God, search me and, and make it known to me so that I can confess it back to you. So that I could be purified. In Psalm 66, verse 17 and 18, he says, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, I had cherished, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. You see, we have to have that cleansing in our heart before God will hear our prayer. So there needs to be confession and and repentance. When we're brought to the point of confession, we need to make a change in whatever direction we're going to get that sin out of our life. So we have the prayer of praise, the prayer of confession and repentance, and then the prayer of petition. This is where we like to be. This is where we like to, to camp out in our prayer time. It's asking God for something. It's asking God for, for wisdom and direction and discernment and and healing and you know maybe one of the things we could pray for in this area would be the fruit of the spirit we looked at a couple of weeks ago and go through each one of those and and praying for those to be to be real and and noticeable in our life it's a time that we focus on the eternal what god wants eternally out of us and then pray with specificity of what we need and what we want and, and how God wants to work through us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. When we're in alignment with God's will, when we're praying what we want in our life is what God is praying He wants in our life, our wills are in alignment. And, and, and there He says, when we're praying together, whatever you ask, it will be done. Then you have the prayer of intercession. That, of course, that's praying for other people. That might, be, that might include people that are, that are lost, people that are far from God, the, the sick, the grieving, the hurting, the, the backslidden, those that are in ministry, those that are on mission. 
your friends, your family, anybody and everybody that, that has a need that you want to lift up to God. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. We've done this before, but I want, to look, I want you to look to the person each side of you. Who's there? Look to the person beside you. You may or may not know their name, but I want you to pray for that person this week. For some of you, it's going to be your spouse, your kids. Some of you may be a visitor, somebody maybe you don't even know them. But I want you to look at them. Look at them again right now. Look at the person beside you. And pray specifically for that person. Folks, I'll tell you right now, there are people in this place today that are going through things that you have no clue that they're going through. They're going through a monumental thing in life that, that, that you are sitting beside them and you don't even know. It may be something that only they and God knows. And so lift that person up. Be Take that, take that challenge seriously to lift that person up to you, up to God. Whether they have a, something huge going on in their life or not, there's something there that they need to be prayed for. Will you do that? Will you lift them up and pray for them? 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23 says, As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord, what's it say? By failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. Prayer of praise, confession, repentance, praise, uh, prayers of petition, and prayers of intercession. The fifth one is a time of silent prayer, a time of, of meditation. It's a time of reflecting on God's Word, which, which is God's personal Word back to you. Just spend time there listening to God. It's that time for us to sit in silence where we, I know for some of us it's hard, but to keep that mouth closed and our ears open. And listen. Listen for God. After reading Scripture, ask God, what is it, what, what are you trying to tell me in this, God? This might be a time of journaling for you. If you've never done that, folks, it can be an incredible blessing. It's a, it's, it's a very powerful thing to look back on your previous prayers that you wrote out and see how God came through with an answer, yes, no, or maybe. Maybe you're still praying over that. But how God works in your life and you can look back, you know, days, weeks, years later and see how God allowed that prayer to be answered. Psalm 77, 12 and 13, it says, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. 
What God is as great as our God? There is no God greater than our God. Amen. Psalm 119, 15 and 16 says, I will meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. So our prayer times in, includes God's word where, he is, where we enable him to speak back to us. And, and folks, when we incorporate these five types of prayers, we can develop a, a powerful and, a, and an intimate, well-rounded prayer life that will transform us into the people God wants us to be. God created us in, in His image, and, and as we become a, a person of prayer and, and of a powerful prayer, we get to know Him and, and, and are better able to reflect His image to the world, and in turn, we are becoming the people God created us to be. Folks, we are commanded in Scripture to pray. And James, uh, James implores us to, to be doers of the Word, not just hearers of the Word. In Luke, he tells us to, to, to never give up on praying, to keep on praying, to keep asking, keep praying. Andrew Murray said, God's child can conquer anything by prayer. Is it any wonder that Satan does his utmost to snatch the weapon from, from the Christian or to hinder him? in the use of it. You see, Satan wants to distract us. He wants to keep us from prayer because he knows that our power comes from prayer. Samuel Chadwick said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing. Satan fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, or prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but he trembles. He trembles. Satan trembles when we pray. Let me ask you this morning, have we been neglecting one of the fundamentals of our faith? You know, if we find it difficult to, to find time to pray or to make prayer a, a priority, begin with that prayer. God, help me. He loves those kind of prayers. He, that's the kind of prayers He certainly wants to answer. Make that commitment today. And, and if we do, if we make that commitment and make yourself available to God, He will transform your life. He will transform your spiritual life. James 4 says that if you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. If we make that effort to go to Him, He will come to us. Folks, God is giving us the greatest altar call of all time. And folks, are we hearing Him? Are we responding to Him? In closing, I, I'll ask you this. Will you commit to a consistent prayer life? Will you make a commitment to deepen your prayer life? Will you pray to the Lord, Lord, have your way in my heart and in my life? Will you pray that? 
Will you come this morning and offer that prayer up to the Lord? Will you humbly come and say, Lord, here am I. Lord, here I am. Lord, search me and know me. God, here am I. Use me any way that you want. Have your way with me. Because I want to become more like you and be the person you created me to be. Oh, Father, if we could only pray that prayer with an honest heart, to have Your way with us, to have Your way in our heart and in our life. Again, Lord, You tell us in Your Word that if we draw near to You, that You will come to us. Father, we pray today that You would convict our hearts, that we would indeed Lord, make that commitment to You. It would open our life up to be transformed by the power of prayer, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and becoming the people You want us to be, the church You want us to be. So Father, we come humbly into Your presence asking that today. Hear our hearts and hear our prayers. For your word tells us that you will. And Father, we thank you in advance for answered prayer. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.